Hi there, and welcome to another Osler podcast. My name's Todd Fraser. Managing the bleeding patient who is taking anticoagulant medications in an emergency setting can be very challenging, particularly with new therapies being released all the time. Barbara Backus is an emergency physician from Franciscus Gasserus Hospital in Rotterdam in the Netherlands, and she joins me today to talk about this topic. Barbara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Barbara, in general terms, how should we approach a patient who's bleeding in the emergency department who's on oral anticoagulants? Well, when we face a patient with major hemorrhage, our first priority as emergency physicians is um, resuscitation and hemodynamic support. And then we also need to look for source control, um, which we can either do uh, by putting on a tourniquet, packing, a bandage or giving direct pressure on the wound. Um, and then it's important to order blood products, which can be either whole blood, uh, plasma, platelets, or in many hospitals, uh, we will activate our massive transfusion protocol. Then uh, fourth, give IV tranexamic acid one gram in 10 minutes, which will increase clot stabilization. Um, then we have to search for options for targeted intervention, which can be either surgical, interventional radiology, or via endoscopy. And then lastly, we have to decide if the anticoagulants the patient is using could be reversed. Barbara, in broad terms, the options for managing the coagulation status in these patients can be referred to as either reversal or repletion. What does that mean and why is it important? Yeah, good question. Um, well, the coumarins, uh, they block the synthesis of factors 2, 7, 9 and 10 who are needed throughout the whole clotting cascade. So when a patient is using a coumarin, they have an absolute shortage of these four factors. Therefore, in case of severe bleeding, these clotting factors need to be replaced. The DOACs have a more targeted and specific inhibition of factor 10A or factor 2A. And even if you would have enough clotting factors, this active DOAC will continue to dismantle factor 10A or factor 2A and thus inhibit clotting formation. Therefore, the action of these agents need to be reversed. Barbara, there are reversal agents available for 10A and 2A inhibitors. How do these agents work? Um, yeah, the current uh, reversal agent for factor 10A inhibitors is endexinet alpha. And it works by binding to factor 10A inhibitors and prevent them from interacting with Factor 10A. Ida is the reversal agent for the 2A inhibitor, Dabigatron, and it works by attaching firmly to Dabigatron and forming a complex in the blood, making the 2A inhibitor inactive. These agents are quite expensive and they can be associated with complications. So understanding what the indications for them are is important. Um, what are the indications in a bleeding patient in the emergency department? 
Well, in general, the indications for the reversal agents for DOEX are life-threatening bleeding in the anticoagulant patient. However, there are no large studies yet with indexinet alpha or idarazuzumab in anticoagulant patients focusing on survival or other patient-oriented outcomes. Currently, the NICE guidelines only recommend indexinet alpha in patients with severe gastrointestinal bleeding. And an indirect comparison suggests that indexinet alpha improves survival in people with gastrointestinal bleeding or intracranial hemorrhage, but it lowers survival for people with bleeds in other parts of the body. And currently, there is no robust evidence yet that indexinet alpha reduces long-term disability in patients with intracranial hemorrhage. Therefore, the current NICE guidelines are only for patients with um, bleeding in the gastrointestinal tract. So how do you decide when you're going to reverse a patient? What are the sorts of questions you're asking yourself when you're approaching these patients? Well, when we decide on reversal or repletion of anticoagulants, it's first important to know if this patient is really using um, their anticoagulation. Did he or she use his medication or was he already sick for a few days before he entered the emergency department and didn't take his pills? Then the next question is, which anticoagulant is this patient using? Is it a coumarin or a DOEC? And perhaps the easiest question to differentiate this is if his blood gets tested every several days, resulting in a new scheme of pills. Then the next question I would ask my patient, when was the last time the medication was taken? Was it today, an hour ago, or was it yesterday evening? And then we can calculate how uh, many half-lives of this agent are already passed. As we know, the half-life of warfarin is much longer than for the most DOEX. For warfarin, it's up to 40 hours, and for most DOEX, it's up to 12 to 14 hours. Uh, the half-life for acinacumarol, which is used in Europe more often, is also up to 12 hours. Then the last question to answer is, what is the renal function and has this changed now the patient is so sick? As we know, renal dysfunction increases the potency of DOEX because of the high renal clearance rate. So try to get hold of this information, knowing what kind of anticoagulation is used and if it's still circulating in a potent plasma dose prohibiting proper clot formation in your patient, which is bleeding, that is very important in order to get an idea of how we would treat them. Barbara, obviously uh, a decision to use an agent like this relies on a risk-benefit assessment. What are the risks of using these agents? Yeah, good question, Todd. Um, when using a reversal agent, you in fact bring your patient into a hypercoagulated state. 
and therefore severe side effects may include blood clots, heart attacks, strokes, or cardiac arrest. So it's important to think twice before we uh, give a reversal agent to our patient. Other more common side effects include pneumonia and urinary tract infections. So if you make the decision that it's in the patient's benefit to reverse their anticoagulant, um, how do you go about it? Is there a, a recommended uh, approach to this? Um, yeah, there's certainly a recommended approach. Um, when we look at um, the literature, uh, there are several suggested flowcharts. One of them is published on the MCRAC website. And um, first, it is important to decide whether or not the bleeding in your patient is life-threatening. Um, when talking about the life-threatening bleeding, um, like I explained earlier, it is important to give supportive care for hemodynamic support, um, blood clot transfusion, um, and um, yeah, just give general supportive care to these patients. Um, then it's important to know if your patient is using a coumarin or a DOEC. For coumarins, as there is a shortage of the four clotting factors, we need to replace these clotting factors with four-factor concentrate. Also, you would give 10 milligrams of vitamin K, which will not help you in the next 10 minutes, but which will help to uh, form new clots in the next few hours, but which will help to form new clotting factors in the next few hours. When your patient is using a DOEC, um, we can decide to give a reversal agent like Andexanet Alpha or Idarazuzumab in the correct dosage. For idarazuzumab, that would mean 5 grams intravenously. And for indexinet alpha, it depends when the last dose of uh, the factor 10A inhibitor was taken. That would determine on the dosage of indexinet alpha. What evidence is there for the clinical outcomes of these patients when you reverse their anticoagulation? Yeah, well, like I said before, there are currently only a few studies that are um, focusing on uh, patient-oriented outcomes. And we are, in fact, still awaiting large studies um, who look at patients with intracranial hemorrhage, severe gastrointestinal bleeding, or traumatic bleeding, um, and look at the use of reversal agent and their effect on patient outcome and survival. And the most results of these studies are only expected until 2023. Finally, Barbara, when you're managing these patients, is there a role for thromboelastography or 10A activity in helping you to uh, manage the, the process? 
Yeah, to be honest, we are not using it yet in our hospital, uh, but I work in a rural hospital, and I know that in several academic hospitals, um, they are certainly uh, looking at 10A activity and use thromboelastography in the research room. Um, and it always gives you some useful information on the coagulopathy of your patient. Um, so I definitely think that there's a role of thromboelastography and factor 10A uh, activity, um, but it depends on the availability in your hospital. Barbara, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your insights into this challenging clinical problem. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Get access to all our podcast interviews, as well as hundreds of modules, journal reviews, quizzes and articles by downloading the free app. Search for My Osler wherever you get your apps or visit our website at oslacommunity.com. Barbara, it was lovely to meet you. Thank you again. Thank you for your time. Have a lovely evening and um, a thank nice you. sleep. Yep, thank and you. I will. Have a nice day. We'll keep in touch. Indeed. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, Barbara. Bye. <clears throat> Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Get access to all of our podcast interviews, as well as hundreds of modules, journal reviews, quizzes and articles by downloading our free app. Search for My Osler wherever you get your apps or visit our website at oslacommunity.com. Hi there and welcome to another Osler podcast. My name's Todd Fraser. Managing the bleeding patient who is taking oral anticoagulant medications in the emergency setting can be very challenging, particularly with new therapies being released all the time. Barbara Bacchus is an emergency physician from Franciscus Gastrus Hospital in Rotterdam in the Netherlands, and she joins me to talk about this very challenging clinical problem. Barbara, welcome to the podcast. 